Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you want to support the show, the best way you can is through any of the books or current ongoing Vela shorts that are being released on a regular basis. The easiest way to find this is to go to bit.ly slash tmrbooks, and you'll have links there to everything. All of my Kindle books are available for free. If you have Kindle Unlimited, you don't have to pay anything. You get it with your subscription. You can read them all. They're all in screenplay format. That includes Swan Song, The Muses duet in the end our past does not define us anything else that i've written that's available on kindle it's available there you can buy a soft cover if you want uh there's a hardcover collection of all of the swan song books all combined into one that's available as a hardcover you can pre-order echo alpha which is coming out in november all of these things are available if you go uh, on amazon but quick link if you go bit bit.ly slash tmr books I have them all there, nice, easily cataloged. Also, down toward the bottom, we have the Kindle Vela content. Uh, the first three episodes are always free. And then after that, um, there's a token system that you can use to, to you know, read. Even if you don't like it, just give it a thumbs up. Uh, that way we can get it up higher so more people see it. So one final time, that's bitbit.ly slash tmrbooks. And every Wednesday, there's a new Vela book that goes up. Taser and Acrobat, Nanite and Rosebud, Tales from Another World, and The Alchemist and the Illusionist all go up on Wednesdays, and it's all available on uh, Kindle Vela. All of this is available bitbit.ly slash tmrbooks. Sorry to overload the front, but before we start, one final thing. If you can please go on Apple Podcasts, if that's how you listen, and give us a five-star rating, that would mean a lot. We're trying to get on to... Uh, Rotten Tomatoes and sites like that, and we need to get more reviews to be accepted. So if you can go on and give us a five-star review there, that would be amazing. Uh, Thank you very much. Um, We appreciate everything you guys do when you listen. Welcome to Beware of Spoilers, I am Adam. Let's talk about Encanto, which is the latest uh, Disney, uh, what's that called, Disney animated picture. It's the 60th, I found out, at this screening, because there's a giant thing in the logo for Disney animation. They have the 60th anniversary, like, uh, what's it called, 60th anniversary, uh, 60th movie graphic before the movie. So it's, in no uncertain terms, this is the 60th Disney animation movie. I didn't know that before this. Um, but it seems like it should be higher. And, well, 50th feature. Well, either way, that's not the point. We're here to talk about Encanto. And let me just give the quick once-over for those of you who are wondering if you should bring your kid to see this. I mean, yes. Like, basically, a review about a movie like this is broken up into two parts. Number one, 
is this a good use of my time and or money to bring my child to? It'll never get them to shut the fuck up for like 10 minutes. Um, and yes, I can say that this movie's going to do that. I mean, look, it, it's it's a Disney movie. It's kind of like, you know, you go, you know what you're going to be getting into. It's going to be a lot of music. There's going to be a lot of cool visuals. There's going to be a lot of stuff like that. Um, and you, if you bring your kid, your kid's probably going to like it. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and act like the kid's going to be the most discerning thing on the planet because, like, Minions made over a billion dollars. So, yes, this will entertain your child for an hour and a half, two hours, however long this fucking movie is. That said, let's talk about this movie a little bit more in depth for the more discerning person, the adult Disney fan or the, you know, the person who wants to go out for, you know, just to see an animated movie, the animation aficionado, the person who, um... I don't know, uh, the person who just, you know, wants to give it, recaptures their childhood. And the thing is, I think it, it does an interesting job at, well, number one, here's the thing. Let's talk about animation as a, as a medium, because animation as a medium has an additional important um, point that needs to be addressed. Um, first and foremost, um, animation as a medium is a very, it's a very visual medium. And if you're not taking full advantage of the animation to do things that you couldn't do in live action, vis-a-vis compare The Lion King to The Lion King in in, in photorealistic animation, um, then you're not using the medium right. You might as well make a live action movie. This movie takes full advantage of the animation. Um, and the thing that was really interesting to me is that the marketing kind of went both ways for me in that... There's a great scene of tension early in the movie that kind of gets spoiled by the marketing because there's a way to market this movie without giving away that the the kid, the little kid, can talk to animals. Um, there's a way to do that. But there's a big moment of tension early in the movie because like the entire movie revolved around... Basically what happened was there's the the, the grandmother and her husband get driven from their land. The husband sacrifices his life and in turn enchants this candle that gives the family basically superpowers. Um, and, and the grandmother doesn't have any powers, doesn't look like. And then the three, her triplet kids have, have powers. There's, um, Bruno who has, who can see the future. Um, Maribel's mom, whose name I'm forgetting, but she can cook food and heal people if they eat it. And then there is, um, what's it called? I forgot the other one's name, but she can, um, uh, she, she can alter the weather. Uh, then they have their kids and it's like, there's, um, Louisa who can lift things who are very, that's very heavy. And then there's, this, this whole thing is exposited during a song in the, in the opening. And it's like, this song is to get stuck in your fucking head, um, and it, it it does a good job, but the thing is, if you don't follow the characters beyond that point, like if you like if you're not actively paying attention to what characters are going on and, and who's who, you're gonna forget um, because it's like there, there's other things going on. And it, and really, because it's Maribel's story, the other characters are only relevant when they intersect with Maribel. Um, but it's it's the entire thing kind of works that way. Um, but if you look at like what goes on, like, with, with these characters, um, it is, it, it's a great story about, like, people who refuse to acknowledge the bad is coming, um, 
and and it's like you know it's a look at cynicism and, and all of that but i think that the biggest and most glaring problem from a narrative standpoint with this movie is the fact that and this is a, a pet peeve i have across all movies not specifically like animation not specifically kids movies not specifically you know anything like that it's any movie that does this, I inherently have a problem because it's kind of dismissive to whatever's going on in this person's life, um, and and I think that that's a problem. Um, I, I hate when there's someone who's kind of acting like flagrantly abusive towards people in the movie, and it's kind of just dismissed as oh, here's why it happened, and I think it's weird that this movie was paired with what happened beforehand uh, with with a short film, because the short that they put before it is entirely about breaking the cycle of abuse, where it's like, it's about the, like, the, the short, I forgot the name of the short, I really should have, like, taken a note of it. But what happens is you have these two raccoons, there's, a, like, a parent raccoon and a baby raccoon, and they go out and they're hunting oysters, and the baby raccoon keeps going out, and the, the, the mother keeps, you know, or the parent keeps getting upset. And, and refuses to explain why. Why he can't do that. Then the baby raccoon goes out, finds a coyote, gets chased, and uh, and, and gets, you know, swiped. He, his nose starts bleeding. And then the, the mom raccoon has to save it. The mom rac- raccoon yells at the, at the baby raccoon. Um, then, you know, it, it fast forward years and years and years later, and now the, the raccoon that was a baby is now an adult, and now that raccoon now has a baby raccoon that it's taken care of. And the baby raccoons doing the same thing because that's what kids do is they they go out and do things themselves. So the baby raccoon, you know, keeps going out, and and the 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 parent raccoon keeps putting them putting them back, like hide here, don't do that. And then what happens is the the parent raccoon finds themselves yelling at the kid, and there's a moment of realization, like oh my god, I'm doing what happened to me. And rather than continuing that cycle, the parent raccoon takes the baby raccoon up to the, you know, a tree, and they look down, and they're like, that's why you can't go out. That thing will kill you. Um, and it's an interesting story about breaking the cycle of abuse. And I think that, to an extent, any time you do a story like this, where you have a character who... Um, is abusive. You can't say that, you know, the grandmother and everyone else in the house is not abusive to, to Maribel because, you know, what happens is she doesn't get her, her gift on, on her, on, on the day she's supposed to. And then the door just kind of vanishes instead of giving her her power. And, you know, everyone kind of treats her like persona non grata after that, because it's like, look, like she was supposed to get this and it didn't happen. And, you know, that's kind of a big deal in the context of this movie, and, and it's, it's a sign the magic's going away. So then what happens is everyone's kind of on edge and walking on eggshells when it t- comes time for the little kid to get his power to talk to animals. Um, and it when that when that's happening, it's everyone's kind of dismissing it. Then what happens is the grandmother's trying to keep up the appearance that things are going wrong, and it's kind of like the pretend normal that you have after a traumatic experience where... They're trying to keep up appearances that nothing's wrong, nothing's going wrong here. And the grandmother's trying to fix up the sister, um, who who can who's basically poison ivy, um, trying to fix her up with some very attractive Spanish man. Um and uh it, it, it ends up being, you know, and 
she's like, oh, no, 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 there's nothing wrong, nothing wrong. And everyone's kind of just pretending that nothing's wrong, but there is, because it's like the, the, the girl is really strong with losing her powers and all of that. All of these things are happening all around them, and it's just we're just going to pretend it's not happening. And that's not good for anyone. And the thing is, it's like she's mis- she mistreats... Um, What's it called? And I think that, like, when you juxtapose, when you juxtapose these two things, where it's like, the first one is about understanding where your parent came from, and then not repeating their mistake, um, and being like, no, they fucked up, this happened, and we are going to, you know, we're not going to do the same thing, we're going to break the cycle, that's an entirely different story tonally than, you know, well... Yeah, she was kind of a bitch the entire movie and, and just made Maribel's life miserable. But there's a reason for it, so it's okay. It's like, it's kind of the same thing that happened in Ghostbusters, where it's like Egon's not there for most for the entire movie. Well, because he's dead, but, you know, he abandons, um, I forgot Carrie Coon's character's name um, and McKenna Griff's character's name, but he abandons their, his family. And it's like, well, it's okay. He left the family because he was doing this. It's like, well, no, you still have a right to feel the way you did and you still have a right to feel that you uh, like you you have been harmed and, and you have and I think that like this thing where we're just gonna accept it's like oh okay well people are just shitty sometimes if things around them are happening and it's like well you know you're still entitled to your feelings and you're still entitled to do that like yeah you forgiveness is a is a common way to go with this but you know I, and, and again, it's a kids' movie, so they're not going to delve deep with like, look, you are you are just you know, not good at all during any of this. Um, and, and it's like, think about like you know what happens with Bruno and and how it's like he's forced to live in the walls because he still loves his family, but he doesn't want to leave them, and um, and he's just not welcome because all he ever delivers is bad news or the news he that he is given because you can see the future is only ever perceived to be bad news. They never they never look on the positive side, they always look to the worst. Which to an extent comes from where the, the family comes from. Like that's understandable from, from where the family comes from. But I don't think that this movie really categorically fails at anything. Um it's not a movie that I would probably rewatch in the same way that like you know, if we're going with Disney movies that I can rewatch, I I know this is gonna sound biased to my age, and I think that's a lot of it. But like, I could rewatch Hercules, um, James Woods, regardless, um, which I I think that um, it's very obvious that when they show Hercules during one of the musical numbers, it's modeled after the animated Hercules, um, which was I thought was a cute little you know thing. Um, even Cerberus was a little bit, even if it did have a little bit more armor on him. Um, and I think that the, um, like, that I could rewatch. I could rewatch Aladdin. I could rewatch, like, this probably isn't going to make it in there um, in the same way that, say, Moana for a recent one will. Or, um, like, even Raya and the Last Dragon. I like more than this. Um, and what was the uh, uh, Soul? Oh my god! I, like Soul is fantastic. If you haven't seen Soul yet, but that's a, that's a Pixar movie, so that doesn't really count. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of marketing, I feel like um, I I I don't remember if I finished this thought, but like you know, the they build the tension in the movie about whether or not he's going to get his powers because the last one to go through the ceremony was Maribel, and and it didn't work for her, so everyone's on edge because the entire town comes out to see this. Um, 
So it's kind of like, you know, everyone's on edge and then it works. But, you know, going into it in the back of your head, you know it's going to work because the kid who can talk to animals talks to animals in the commercial and in the TV spot and in the trailer and everything else. So I feel like that's kind of a thing that they would have been better off not revealing there. But I will give them that, you know, they showed a lot of things to make it look like it's this massive globe-trotting adventure to to find the light and find and, and, and restore the magic. But it's really not. It's a, it's a very self-contained story. Rarely do they leave the house. Um, but e- even when they do, it's like they don't go outside of the town. All of the, the times that they see, it mostly comes from a few musical numbers. Um, like, it, it comes from the musical number with, with Louisa talking about how, yeah, she's physically strong, but she has to put up, like, she has to... Like, she has the weight of the world on her shoulders, and it's, it's, uh, a lot of it comes from that, and then there's also a lot, uh, the, the scene where the, with the, uh, going up the stairs, um, with the bird, that is, uh, that's also in the house, because, you know, the house is, you know, huge. Uh, someone makes a small Doctor Who reference with, like, oh my god, it's bigger on the inside. Um, which at this point... It has to be intentional, not just, a, you know, looking too deeply into it. Um, but, I, you know, those minor gripes aside, the movie's beautiful. The music is catchy and, and, you know, and entertaining during the... Even though, like, there's only one song that really stands out. And that's, you know, the first one. But besides that, none of the music really stands out. Um, and, uh, yeah, um... I would recommend this movie. Um, maybe if you're going and you're an adult and you're not going to go see it, like if you're gonna, if you need something to see with your kids to make them shut up in a movie theater, or if you need to do Christmas shopping and you're gonna send your kids somewhere uh, with like a babysitter or an older sibling, this is definitely the kind of thing to send them to, and it definitely is good for that. I don't think that um, I don't think it's good for like anything else. I think it'd be good for like it's a good Disney Plus movie. Um, and I hate that we're at this point now, but... And, and that's something, you know, this is just completely apropos of nothing, but it's really weird that we've we've had to retrain people to go to the theater uh, after a year of not doing that. Um, where it's like, every trailer is like, this movie is only in theaters. And it's like, you know, um, or experience this in the theater. Um, but it's an interesting kind of uh, weird thing that we have to do now because of the pandemic, um, but yeah, uh, I don't know, it's just, none of what's happened so far in the last two years, really, with Disney has grabbed me besides Soul, um, in, in their animation department, like, I think that Soul was their best, but, like, Onward wasn't great, Luca, I didn't particularly care for, um, this was fine, I think Raya would, Raya's better, I think if you're gonna, you know, if you, Raya's a lot better of a movie, even though it does have its narrative pitfalls, I think that Raya's a better movie of the two, if we're going to compare and contrast Disney's um, animated entries this year. Um, in terms of what I saw in trailers, um, I saw the Spider-Man trailer, they showed that. Um, I'm just as interested as I was before. I think that um, one of the things I did notice, though, was that um, it would be cool if the they're all coming through that you know Doctor Strange has at the at the end of the trailer, if that's the end of the movie leading into Doctor Strange into the multiverse of madness, um, but I don't think that's likely. Um, and I do think that the the hand that reaches out 
to save MJ is not Tom Holland. Um, I think that's a, a, a redemption of Andrew Garfield. I think that's Andrew Garfield's glove. Um, that's reaching out. And I think that that's going to be the redemption of him fucking up in, um, in Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's going to be his, you know, I'm not making this mistake again. I'm going to save the girl this time. Um, I think that's what that moment is. Um, and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you know what else they could do? Um, they're not going to at this point because she's already on Hawkeye, but they could have brought in Ghost Spider or Spider-Gwen or or Spider-Girl or whatever they're calling her in the movie. Um, they could have brought her in, um, to play, to play the Gwen Stacy Spider-Man, um, which would have been cool, I guess, but they're probably not going to do that. That was a thought I had when I saw the trailer today. Um... Seeing red does not look particularly interesting. Um, it, I, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't grab me. Um, Rumble grabbed me a little bit more. Um, that looks kind of cool. Um, Lightyear. I think you know. If I wasn't sold already, that trailer in the theater would have sold me. Um, and then what was the other one? There was like one more trailer. They had very few trailers before this. And and the other thing is AMC fucked up. And I was in a uh, a Dolby Cinema theater, and they did not play. Uh, the Dolby Cinema version of the movie because it wasn't spread out across the entire screen. It was kind of like, not letterboxed, but like uh, it was like an IMAX ratio where it was kind of square. Um, and then on top of that, it didn't take up the entire screen. And then on top of that, they didn't have, um, what's it called? Um, like when you're in a Dolby Cinema, it's like rolling sound and stuff like that. And the sound didn't move with the action. And the seats didn't move. The subwoofers in the seat didn't activate. So, uh, I don't know if that's impacting my viewing experience in any way. But, you know, not like I, you know, paid $18 to see it. So, I need my, my A-list. But, uh, we'll wrap up there for today. Uh, at some point in the next two days, I'll have a review up of Wheel of Time, uh, episode four. Um, if I can get through Super Crooks in a reasonable amount of time, that will be up too, and I will probably be doing, um, I have a few other, um, Netflix things that I want to cover. Um, this week on 30 Minute Reviews, we're going to talk about the, uh, the cancellation, the formal cancellation of Rangers of the New Republic, um, and a few other things that, uh, that come up in the news, plus... What about Mitchell and the Mich- the Mitchell versus Machine? I think the movie's called. It was a Netflix animated movie that's got Academy Award buzz. So we'll be back with all of that later this week. Um, and until then, have a great rest of your week. Do you like the show? Do you hate the show? Are you indifferent to the show? No matter what, you should probably let us know what we're doing so we can change it to better suit you, the listener's needs. You can go to either bit.ly slash contact, which is a contact form page you can use. Also, you can just email us directly at 30minutereviews at gmail.com. If you have questions that you would like us to answer, we can answer them on the air. We have a few questions every week that will be selected to be answered on air. Um, so if you want to tell us what we should do, or if you have a suggestion for a movie or a TV show or something we should cover... Go to bitbit.ly slash contact and also email us 30minutereviews at gmail.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.